If you've ever wondered what it's like to be a full-time podcaster, then look no further than this episode. It's a special episode for many reasons, in part because I'm sitting down live and in person in the studio um, here in central Paris, right down the street from my apartment, with my friend Oliver G, who's a full-time podcaster and um, basically a, a journalist turned full-time podcaster, and he makes podcasts about Paris for a living. Um, pretty interesting if you ask me, and there's a lot of ways that he's grown it into a business that he's going to share with you in this episode. He's also going to share with you his best tips for um, growing an audience, um, making money out of um, a podcast, monetizing it, growing a Patreon. He even launched his first book recently, which is absolutely um, incredible. He raised over 15,000 euros, which is more in dollars. Um, uh, just for the Kickstarter for his book. So really impressive guy, um, really just a wonderful person and a lot to learn here from Oliver in this episode. So this is a fun one, definitely one you don't want to miss. Um, before I forget, then you do, you shouldn't forget to sign up for a free trial of Spruce's HIPAA compliant phone and communication system at sprucehealth.com, or you can download the app. Um, all you have to do is use the code PPW20 at checkout for 20% off your first month. What's well, not to love about that, right? Um, you can even offer video visits for, for those of you exploring telemedicine. You can really take your practice on the go. Um, it enables you to basically use your, your business phone line on your personal cell phone, and it's all HIPAA compliant. No need to carry around a second cell phone or anything like that. You can even transfer your existing number, um, or you can get a new one with your area code, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, that, it's all that and more. They also have great support. I'll just throw that part in there what's not to love. So if you already have a phone system, it's really easy to switch over. They'll help you get switched over. If you don't have a phone system, sign up for Spruce Health, get HIPAA compliant. Um, it's, it's a really wonderful software and they're a great team. So I'm happy to be partnering with them for this podcast. <clears throat> Again, head over to sprucehealth.com and use the code PPW20 at checkout for 20% off your first month. All right, let's dive in. Oliver G, welcome to the show, my friend. This is one of two times in 140 some episodes where I've been with a guest in person. So if I if I touch your shoulder a lot, it's because I care, and also I I'm lonely. What did you What did you do in the other episode? <laughs> well, uh, the other episode was on one of the very 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 first when I rec- I sh- had just started my podcast and I was at a retreat and I had one mic and so it was you know, two dudes with one mic yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were sharing it like a duet the whole time did you, with people I didn't even know. Did you go back and forth between? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then sometimes we just did cheek to cheek. Yeah. Someone told me the best is uh, you put it close to them and then you lean in when you got a question. That's what I heard. Yeah. Or you could just pony up and get two mics like <laughs> yeah. a professional, like if an it was adult. one of your early episodes, you, no one's got two mics in an yeah. early episode. I got the budget for two mics yeah, now, baby. Uh, here we go. Why Actually, we're we using your mic. <laughs> For people who don't know, this is unbelievable. Um, I've been in Paris for one year starting tomorrow. And so I've been dying to get some of my creative uh, entrepreneurial friends in Paris to be on uh, my podcast. And so I'm excited that this is the time to do that. Oliver G is the host of the uber successful Earful Tower podcast. It's a podcast about all things Paris and, and the 
It's about Paris and the people who make the city of lights shine. Nice, huh? Did I get that? Yeah. I really want to steal that. Except the only thing is, like,、um, I don't know if it's City of Light or City of Lights. And I don't really、oh, I care. I don't really care either. I think both work, but sometimes people will correct you. It's a good tagline. Yeah, but people that make the City of Light shine. You're a good copywriter and you don't even know it. Oh, wow. Thanks. So,、uh, I'll You've been on the podcast. That means you make the city light shine. I have been. And I've referred people to my episode on the Earful Tower about the culture shocks when I moved to Paris.、Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about Paris today, I'm sure. But given that、um, you're a different kind of guest on this show, and it's a very different kind of show than you're probably used to being on, the people listening are predominantly. Therapists, psychologists in private practice looking to grow their business. And there's kind of two sides of it. One side is growing my in person business, getting more clients into my practice. And the other side of it that I see is a lot of therapists wanting to、um, make a side hustle or create a podcast about therapy or you know,、um, couples therapy or depression or substance abuse or something like that. And Or about something totally unrelated, and they want to take something like an interest and turn it into either something that generates revenue or could become a job. And to be honest, I, you might be the only full time podcaster that I know. And if you had a business card, maybe you could put full time podcaster on the there. There's not many in the world. Yeah, it's a pretty weird、But、job. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird. And people love, you know what people love to ask?、Uh, They, it's one of those jobs where people straight away ask how you make money and how much you make. Yeah, yeah. It's weird like that. It's a very、know? American thing to do. But not everyone. They're、yeah. like, so how do you monetize that then? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, oh, I've got you know, members or whatever. How many? I'm like, what do you do? Are you a surgeon? What,、yeah. How do you monetize? How many patients、it? you、yeah. have, bro? And how much? Oh, okay. People, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind, though, because、yeah. you know, it's all very public. But. Well, the first night we met, and then I'm going to get to you. I like to talk a lot about myself in the beginning of every episode. Sure, sure.、Uh, it, you can do it the whole episode the, if you want. The first night,、uh, no, we, we did another one about that, the bonus episode、right. that already aired. Right.、Yeah. So、um, uh, the night that I met you,、um, we were at a bar seeing our friends Slim and the Beast play. And then we were outside and talking about podcasts. And that we, one of us overheard the other talking about podcasting. And you walked up to me and said, Well, how many downloads do you have, bro? <laughs> That's、and that was not, so rude. It was that's not how it happened. That's how we met. You change the story every time you tell it. It's not even that good a meeting story. <laughs> but, I know, but it's funny if you're a podcaster. Yeah, no, it's true. I was forward. I was forward. But、yeah. as I've said it before, I'm, I'm surprised that people are so,、uh, just in general, are so secretive about their own podcasts. Yeah. But I get it. But I get it. Yeah. But I think we'd had a drink as well.、So、yeah, yeah. There's a lot of,、uh, yeah. you know. One drink and everyone, everyone's numbers <laughs> should be exposed. So it kind of goes against what I said at the start that people ask me straight away about. But, like I also said, I don't mind that people ask me yeah, it's true. about it. Because it's, you know, if you've got a podcast, one of the things, and this maybe will help anyone out there wanting、yeah. to do a side hustle, you've got to be prepared to talk about it. Because、okay. if you're not going to talk about your podcast,、uh, you can't. It's not going to grow. You can't rely on the word of mouth to happen just yet.、Mm. You've got to be willing to promote it. That being said, tell folks a little bit more about, first of all, who you are, how the heck you ended up in Paris, and then let's talk about your actual show from the very beginning. I want to hear、um, the story, maybe the medium length story before we then. We, I want to extract from you、um, how you have turned podcasting into a full time job, how、sure. you grew an audience. How do you keep that audience listening and engaged with you? Cool. I love talking about this stuff.、So、you can ask me anything you want. I'll, do the, I'll, do, I'll give you the short version of how I came to Paris. Let's do it. And、uh, so I was living in Sweden working for a news site that did news in English. And then I,、uh, I, got a I applied for a job, the same job, same company, but in Paris and came down. But you're not Swedish, are you? No, I was in, Swedish. I was in Sweden for four years.、Yeah. I'd met a Swede. 
So yeah. uh, I moved from Australia. She's a there. sweet Swede. Yeah, uh, she, you're talking She's lovely Lena, my wife. Yeah, yeah. So then I uh, I moved to Paris for a job uh, at the same company. So France's news in English. Thought I spoke better French. Yeah, had to learn it. You know, I didn't. Uh, Before that, you you born in Australia. Born in Australia. Yeah, I was trying to do the short version. I know, but the Australian part is fun, and everyone is wondering where your accent's from. Anyway. Right, right. Okay, born in Australia. There so the the full story is, I met a, a Swedish woman that I was with in Sweden, but Didn't I split up with her. And then I met my wife in Sweden. Yeah. And then we moved to Paris. And then I worked as a journalist for two years. Yeah. Very heavy uh, time to be a journalist in okay. Paris. Yeah, yeah. Is, I moved specifically to cover the first terror attack. Wow. To Charlie Hebdo on the newspaper. So I was meant to come down at a certain date. Uh, I'd got the job and everything. And then there was the attack. And they said to me, can you go down like now? And that's, that was my introduction to France. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I did that for two years as a job. And it was dark. And there were a lot of like bigger terror attacks and stuff. Plane crashes. Like a lot of really bad things happened in France. And I started the podcast on the side. And it uh, got popular enough that I could quit the job. Or I chose to quit the job to pursue the podcast. Which was stupid because I did it all in the wrong order. Like I hadn't monetized it even remotely. And then I really focused on becoming a podcaster. And that was, now we're three years ahead, I've written a book, podcast is my job. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have people helping me on it now. And uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but it's exciting. Unbelievable. I reckon that's the short version of the story. This is one thing I've always said about you. You're a very natural journalist, and I think this is part of why you're so successful as a podcaster. Similar to the way a therapist works, a therapist mind works, you're always kind of on to the next question or the next thing, and you're just so insatiably curious. Mm. And so you kind of take that curiosity and, and implant it on all things Paris. Right. And it has, you've, You've grown a job out of it. Yeah. You've grown a business out of it. I am curious. I'm interested in like where people are from yeah. or where I always end up talking to people, which doesn't necessarily make you a good journalist. It means you're good at um mm. it means you're good at asking questions, which yeah. is a huge part of journalism, I think. But um I don't I never thought I was a great journalist at all. I thought I was just an all right journalist. Really? I didn't I, I remember one day just thinking, um, if I were really good at if I got to the top of this where would I be and do I want to be there? And I was like, not really. Mm. I don't like, I hung out with other journalists sometimes in Paris, especially, you know, like uh, foreign correspondents and stuff for, for a beer, you know, 10 of them would get together in a bar and I'd listen to them talking. I'm like, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not one of them. And now you look at mm. the top, you know, if you're ambitious, you're like, if I get to the top, who is that? And you're like, I don't really want to be that man or woman either. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then when I started doing the podcast and seeing people that do that and people are successful with that, I was like, I can see that. I could, I could be part of that world. And it just felt way more comfortable. Wow. Yeah. Pivotal for you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I think you want to be, uh, if you want to be doing something with all your energy, you want to be doing something that ends in a place you want to be. You know what I mean? Wow, that didn't really work That's as epic. a fridge magnet quote, but I think you That's know what I mean. That's pretty close. Right? Pretty darn close. Yeah, darn tootin'. Darn tootin' close. Yeah. Um, so, wow. I mean, there, there, there's a lot there, right? Because you were on this path and you kind of saw the future and said, I... I don't want that future necessarily, but you had transferable skills. Sure. Hugely transferable. Yeah. How did you learn to even ask questions? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Um, I think um, when I was a journalist, like I really liked talking to people, but not about news stories, like hard news stories. Like, like I remember one of the hardest stories I had to do is there was a terror attack here 
and uh, everyone was sort of turning on the France's Muslim community. You might say Muslim mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Muslim. Yep. What do you say? Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. And uh, the editor sent me to a mosque at a call to prayer time to interview Muslims in Paris about how they feel about being, um, you know, yeah. not just, you know, like literally targeted. People yeah, were attacking them. It was horrible, targeted. man. Wow. And uh, he, he sent me out to do that in French. And my French was pretty average at best. And I was like, I don't enjoy this. this it was really uncomfortable. I didn't yeah. like it. And I didn't want to be doing that. But what I really liked was, you know, a story, I don't know, let's say the French, I'm making this up, let's say the French have a weird habit about doing something with their hand when they talk. I never did this story, but let's say, and uh, I'd talk to people on the street or, you know, what do you call it, a sociologist or whatever, the people that deal with that stuff. I love doing that. And I could talk to those people for two hours and have a fun chat. That was what I really liked. And I kind of realized... Those skills, they're the transferable bits that yeah. I used. I guess other things too, like knowing when, you know, everything that comes with journalism. But that's the bit I really enjoyed. And I was like, why am I not focusing on something that I really enjoy? That makes sense. Right? So that's what I did. So, so how did you choose the topic for your podcast then? And what was like episode one about? Yeah, it's, I got to, uh, there was a guy who was working as an intern at our newspaper and he was looking for a job. And I saw this advert for a paid gig at a radio station in Paris, a community radio station, just a real junior level job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, go on and apply for this. Like, this is perfect for you. You get paid. Yeah. I don't know about anything to do with it, but it, you know, you'd be perfect. And I'll you know, put in a good word for you because you've, you've done a good job here. And he went for the job and he got it. And then he called me later. He's like, look, man, we need some, we need some community radio shows. Do you ever, ever wanted to do it? And I was like, yeah, kind of. He's like, yeah, you should do a news show. I was like, like, I'll do it, but what's community radio? Yeah. <laughs> I said I'd do it, but I don't want to do news because I was doing news mm. all the time. And I said I'd do, I said, how about like a talk show? I've always kind of liked talk, I've always loved yeah. talk shows in America. We never really had such good ones in Australia, yeah. but I like, you know, Letterman. Do you have a favorite talk show host from the US? Um, uh, yeah. Letterman. I really like David Letterman yeah. and Conan O'Brien. Legend. I think Jimmy Fallon's <clears> really talented with what he does, but he's, yeah, he's, he's really good. He's very different. Mm. Uh, I'm nothing like that. I'm not musically even I could, not that I could, you know of. No, I know of. Not I think yet. if I was, if I, like David Letterman, I think is really good. Although I think he got really uninterested in what he was doing towards the end. Yeah, that's why he retired and then made like a kind of uh, mediocre Netflix right. version of his whole career. But amazing, <laughs> but amazing guests. Yeah, well. amazing guests. But he was really, he's good. And uh, so I was like, I'll do a talk show for you. And I remember I went into this room. They were like, they had like 10 volunteers at this in this room. And I walked in. And they were all telling their shows. They're all cool, like music shows or whatever. And I was like, look, I'm a journalist. I want to do a show, nothing about news. They all laughed at me. I was like, why are you laughing at me? So I was really like, I didn't know what <laughs> I was doing. Why, why were they laughing? I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe I said it in a funny way or something. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But I was like, okay, right, okay. Uh, but I did it. And then for first guest, Slim and the Beast, the same guys that, okay. we, were, that yep. uh, we met Our after one of their the shows. I played basketball with them and I said, look, I've got this opportunity. I really want to do it. I don't know how to get guests or anything. I think I can figure it out. But, you know, I was kind of umming and eyeing. They're like, we'll be your first guest. We'll bring the guitars in. Uh, tell us what time to come next week because you've got to just do this. It sounds like you want to do it. Like, Americans are like that. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So they, You're uh, welcome. <laughs> you know, that I hear in America, everyone's told that they could be president. You yeah, know? yeah. And that gives you this kind of... Oh, we're all vying for it. Right. Especially it's a tough job. Tough like job. Coming up. So, but uh, so they did that and they were the first guests. And then f- that was the Kickstarter for it uh, to get it started. And uh, I just went from there and did it literally every week. Was that in then. this very studio? No, they had a different studio. Okay. So we're sitting, for those of you not watching this on YouTube, we're sitting 
in uh, the uh, the studio where Oliver records his show in Paris. So um, anyway, so you had some of the beasts in. Mm. I had them in this studio with the guitars too once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're cool. I like them. They've done all the jingles and stuff. They played at it. my wedding. Like they played at the yeah. ambassador event at the embassy. I just played realized no one way. listening. I'm talking like your like listeners are my personal listeners. band. No, they they're great, and I want to support. As I grow, I want to support them as much as I can because yeah. they were there from the beginning, and you know they're doing well in Paris yeah. now too. But it's cool. We kind of help each other out. But yeah, that was how it started. So that was episode one. Tell me about the process of kind of discovering what your podcast is really about, because clearly it's not just Slim and the Beast, or for that matter, that's a group of American or a French-American guy, Um, uh, you know, but later the show is truly about, um, well, what is the show really about now? I think I tell people the main guest is Paris. Okay. So if, if I'm talking to someone, like one of your listeners now who's a therapist in Wisconsin, let's say. Shout out to that there. Steve. <laughs> uh, Probably Steve. Let's say they don't care about Paris. They're not going to enjoy the show. Mm. What would they care, mm. right? But if you're interested in Paris or you want to come here, you'd love it because, like you say, it's all different guests. It's not yeah. just me talking about Paris. I'll have like a, like a, I don't know, like an architect on talking about the architecture. Yeah. Or I haven't you had, had the uh, the uh, mayor of um, the Marais talking about the, the Notre Dame fire. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. He had a really good yeah. story. You've had a, a super a French supermodel. Yeah, big time supermodel too. Yeah. I looked her up last night just to see how big time she was. Big time. She's huge. Caroline Magritte. She's been the host of not the host. Supermodels aren't hosts. She's been the face Could of be. any f- brand you've ever heard of. Basically, the Chanel yeah, stuff like that. Everything, like yeah, unbelievable, crazy. And she was a uh, yeah. So the people like the story. Like the idea is with her. I saw her on the street, and I went up to her. I was like, "Hey, you're Carolina Magritte." She said, "Yeah." And uh, I was like, "I know you're busy, but I'd love to have you on the podcast." You know, I tried to be kind of funny. I was like, "Do you ever do podcasts with Australian podcasters in Paris?" Yeah. Uh, for 30 minutes just to think something like that and she kind of laughed and she's like we could do it right now in a cafe otherwise I'm too busy and I, I was like it. let's do it did you tell her how many downloads you have I'm just kidding I, I don't know <laughs> I probably did I probably said something like yeah. it's one of the top travel podcasts in yeah. the world or something something to at least not sound like I was yeah. just some idiot off the street <laughs> and she did it and it was cool she said, let's do it right now we did it in the, the um, cafe in the cafe with that ambient noise like people espresso machine in the background and I was so I recorded on my phone yeah which I was like, oh, I can't do it. I was like, this opportunity is not going to come again. And then people, it amazed me. People responded. And this goes back to what you're saying about how I grew the show. People said, I love that it was in a cafe. Wow. I love that I could hear the waiter come in and bring you a drink. And I was like, you know, you're trained sort of that you have to be in a studio with perfect mic sound. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hang on. These people want to be in Paris. Why am I doing it in a studio? Yeah. So after that, I did loads of episodes. And that's how the show grows. I hear what people want. You can tell what's good because people will tell you when they like it. You know, okay. the same way you know if it's bad, you know. So uh, if I meet the mayor, it might be echoey because I'll be in his town hall office, which is enormous. Yeah. Or if I meet a supermodel in a cafe or someone by the canal, like it's uh, often, often it's uh, you feel like you're in Paris. And people, I get these emails. Oh, I heard a police car go past with a siren. Yeah. It took me back to the time I was in Paris with my husband in 1991. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. great, okay. So, wow. you know, I would never, if I was just sitting in a room by myself and not reading my emails, I would never have changed that. I would have just sat in the studio forever more. Mm. But that's, you know, the show grows as you figure out what people want. You mi- So say more about that. Or you mentioned listening to your audience as to what people want. Would you say that's a key part of your success? 100%. Okay. What, what else 
either about that or about other things that have been key parts of your success or things that you're kind of doubling down on now that it is your full-time job and you've really figured some things out about how to grow a podcast? Uh, I think I think it's, yeah, you got to listen to what people want. And uh, like I get emails from people, they always say they like when I have French guests on because the majority of my guests are American mm. or Australian or whatever, doing, you know, expats doing interesting things. And that's cool. But when I have a French guest on, they love it because, you know, they love France. But it's hard. No one here speaks great English, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you get, you get feedback and you, you act on it. And I always wonder, like, you can go deep into this, how much my love for Paris has been inspired by feedback. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Well, like, um, let's say I'm walking down the street and I do an Instagram story with 10 pictures. You know, there's a cute dog. There's a cute door or an amazing door. Yeah. Here's a beautiful street. And uh, isn't the cl- aren't the clouds lovely today, right? And more. And then I get 20 messages saying, that door is amazing. I love doors. Then the next time I walk down the street, do I go, oh, there's a door. They'll like that. And then you get like this sort of uptick in social media. Mm. You know, like here's my 10 favorite doors. Oh, I love it. That's the best thing ever. Then do I love doors? You know, then you end up looking for doors and yeah. enjoying them. Then do you love doors because you do or because people want them? It's, I've, I think about that sometimes, how much, because I love Paris. I think anyone who's listened to five seconds on my show, I talked to my mom the other day and she goes, um, she goes, yeah, you should get French citizenship. I've never heard someone talk about a country the way you talk about I France. Agree. I would agree. Right? And then mm. I, I wonder if it's how legit it is. Like, yeah. I know I love France. We're going to find out once you apply for citizenship. In right? a month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's really interesting. But I think I've been very open to developing everything based on feedback because I rely yeah. on the, you know, I never sought out, at least not yet, I never sought out sponsorship from, you know, Coca-Cola. Mm. And they say, I give you a million dollars, do what you want. Mm. I've, I've been, you know, uh, enabled and restricted by the fact that I've got a membership program where yeah. people pay to support it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to listen to everybody. Of course I'm going to listen to everybody. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I would love to know how much that's affected me, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to know. I do love doors, though. <laughs> So your love of doors is part of it. Listening to your, to your audience is part of it. Even, even something as simple as like an Instagram post or looking at all of your posts and seeing how people kind of vote, so to speak, with their likes or their For comments. Sure, yeah. You're, you're really tuning into that information For and sure. seeing it almost like votes. Yeah, but everybody does that with everything. Forget podcasts, right? I don't know if they do. Um, I, I don't know if they look at it that from, from that yeah. that idea of like my, this is an, a group of people communicating with me about what they want more of, so yeah. I'm going to go do more of it. Yeah. It's really simple, but but quite profound in terms of how are you going to develop this thing yeah. and keep keep evolving. I think a lot of people, even on their personal accounts, will go, "Oh, they love it when I'm uh, in my bikini at the beach, yeah. or eating sushi or whatever." They eating love sushi that. In my bikini. Yeah, I'm going to do that again in another picture. I'm yeah. sure people think like that. But I mean, yeah. I don't do many bikini shots on Instagram. But yeah, not I, anymore. I think I, I think I realize when people like things and try to give people what they like. Otherwise, what's the point in trying to do an entertaining podcast? Mm. You can't just guess. I'm not Madonna. I don't know how to wow. redefine myself. Every... Someone did call you the the crocodile Dundee of Paris. Yeah, recently, so that's true. Yeah, basically Madonna. Not far. Not yeah. Far. Yeah. So say more. If I was going to start a podcast, or if people listening are going to start a podcast. Maybe you could share those your three things with them about what a podcast should be. Ah, uh, my 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 golden triangle. Yeah, yeah. You that's like that, huh? They can sink their teeth into. I think what I say to people, 
I came up with this because I was asked to teach podcasting at university here. Mm. And so I wanted to give them something good. Let's hope I remember it now. But yeah. I said there's three things. I said a podcast needs to be one of three things to be successful. Right? Sushi. Be at least one. Bikinis. Bikini. Okay. Doors. Mm. <laughs> uh, I said the main, the main three things. It has to be interesting. Mm. Right? So you could do, let's say you were, um, let's say you were a history expert. Yeah, the, the the absolute king of the French presidents through mm. history. That would be an interesting podcast if yeah. you're into history, right? Uh, then there's entertaining. So a lot of these comedy podcasts we hear, they're entertaining. They're perfect. Mm. But often they're not interesting, you yeah. know? It's just them talking about their, their lives or whatever. Um, and then the other one is informative, right? So let's say you've got a Learn to Play Chess podcast and every episode you develop, uh, every episode you get deeper into how to play chess, Right. Uh, but that's not going to be very entertaining, probably, mm. and maybe not interesting for you or me, right? So the idea, I think, is really focus on being at least one of them. But if you can be all three of them, then you're going to do well, Yeah. right? So like a, com- a comedic uh, podcast about chess and whatever the other thing I said, yeah. uh, you know, like if you can tie it together. And that's what I try and do. So like I'll have the, when I had the mayor on talking about the Notre Dame fire, it was in- interesting and informative. It definitely wasn't entertaining entertaining you know like yeah wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant to be mm. funny anyway but then if i have the supermodel on that's going to be maybe all three you know yeah, yeah. you know so it's like trying to tick all those three boxes mm. will usually make for a good podcast so my tip to people is think about that when you're doing it don't go too far in one of those directions try and be right in the middle of that triangle and i think you'll uh i think you'll appeal to people then mm. that's what i tell Brilliant. people there's um a lot of the, the kind of age old uh, thing with uh, content creation is what if I run out of ideas? Yeah, everyone asks that to me. I get that question. Like, yeah. uh, what do you say to them? I don't know. I'm I can't be bothered by that question. That's n- probably what you say. <laughs> People often say, "How do you come up with all these ideas?" Yeah. And I, I think some someone, um, a woman called Maria, actually, who's a listener to my show, and we've, we were talking about her before recently. Uh, she said, uh, "If you're bored." In Paris, if you're ever bored in Paris, you're a boring person. I love it. And I was like, you're totally right. (laughs) There's so much here. You'd be crazy to be. You could walk down any street and find 10 stories, right? And even like I keep saying this mayor episode, uh, I've had him on the show before and I'll have him on the show again. That guy himself has, let's say, 10 good episodes, 100, I don't know. So does every guest I've ever had, you know? Or like I could have you on talking about an interesting topic. Yeah. Like, you know, what's it like to be an American in Paris? There's an episode right there yeah. that people will probably find all three of those triangle things. So um, at worst, you can recycle people and go on new sure, ideas. Sure, At best, some of my favorite some of my favorite episodes, not necessarily the most popular, but by far my most favorite ones were stories that I investigated or that, I, that had happened to me that I yeah. wanted to tell. You know, like this woman who said she released crocodiles into the canal, the central canal. She just told me when I was talking to her about something else while I was recording. I was like, oh, my God, this is, an, this is a whole episode. Yeah. Uh, things like, like that. I love that kind of stuff. So there's not just this, the 100 mm. stories from the supermodels and the, and the actors or whatever, mm. but the stories that haven't been told yet. Are all, mm. There's a million of them. There's more than a million. Yeah. So I don't know. I think if you, if you fear running out of ideas. Maybe you're not interested enough in the topic, or you're true. You're, you're going to struggle subject. to get to 150 episodes. Yeah, good point for sure. Like if that, if you think that's going to be you, you should sit down with a pen and see if you can write down 50 episodes right now. Yeah, before you even pick up a microphone, because 
Um, I see, I'm in like podcast support groups online. I see some people saying, I'm 18 episodes in, I just don't know what to talk about anymore. I'm mm. like, well, you, you're never going to make it. You're, you're just never going to make it. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, most, I think I read a stat the other day that one in 350 podcasts has managed to successfully monetize itself, yeah. which is scary. Wow. That's scary. Like well, You're a, in the minority of minorities then. Which means if you're thinking to start it, then like, don't get into it thinking you're going to make money. Okay, so say, say more about that. That's stupid to do that. It's mm. like, it's like, um, it's, it's like deciding to paint for a living. The, the chances of you making a yeah. stable income from, from something like that, it's just the, what you have to do to make an income from podcasting it is, and this is the hardest bit that most people don't fathom. You've got to build an audience first yeah. before you can even ask for money from How anyone. long do you think that takes? It's going to take at least a year. All right. M- maybe two. I agree. Right? Like if you, if you start to, and the other thing I noticed people do that I didn't do, I purposely, and I don't, with a book I wrote, I didn't do this either, is a lot of people say, start it up, tell your friends, tell all your friends. Yeah. Like I didn't even want my friends to listen to it. I was like, huh. I, was, I was like, I want the people who want to listen to it to listen. Yeah. Because people go, you know, I'm 10 episodes in, I got 100 downloads. I'm like, that's because you just asked your friends to do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's no success in that. And if anything, it's going to go down because eventually your friends will tire of it if they're not yeah. into the subject, you know. So uh, I tried really hard to get new people in. Like the book launch I did the other day. I uh, I didn't put it like on my private Facebook and say, hey, everyone, friends, come sure. and support me. I put it on the show. I said it on the show. Yeah. Come to the book launch if you want, knowing that that will bring people who actually want to be there rather than sympathy uh, yeah. votes. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. Like uh, if you're starting a podcast, you're going to, it's going to take a long time to build up not just an audience, mm. but an audience that wants you to succeed and mm. wants to support it. It takes a long time. Yeah. Like, and then you got to at one point turn on the floodgates there's no point, you know, people, a lot of people do Patreon or membership yeah. sites. So there's no point turning that on on day one because guess what? You, no one's had time to become a fan. Yeah, yeah. And your mum will support you, but what, why do you want money from your mum? You yeah. know, like it's, 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 that's yeah, yeah. no mark of success for me. It's just like getting pocket money or something yeah. like that. So I think I started my Patreon after I'd been doing it for a year. Okay. And, and say more about that. How did you decide that it was that you could move forward and start the Patreon and, and start this kind of path to monetization and then talk a bit about the ways you have monetized it here. Um, so I, I, uh, I quit my job before I earned a cent on the podcast. It was really stupid. It's really dumb to do it like that. I should have started the Patreon being like, oh, hang on, I got 500 bucks a month here. Yeah. This could turn into something, but I was at zero. And then, uh, so I quit the job, I traveled a bit, and then... I freelanced for a while. I was, I was a freelancer. Yeah. And I was doing the podcast on the side, thinking of ways to monetize. I was thinking I'd get advertising or something like that. And then one day, I was like, hang on, I'm just freelancing for newspapers around the world, you know, like kind of big newspapers in England or America or whatever. Uh, and I was like, I'm just doing the same thing, except on a different time schedule. Mm. And so I was like, one day I was like, that's it. I'm literally not going to do any more news. That's it. I'm going to focus on the podcast. And I launched this Patreon. I call it Patreon. I know Americans say Patreon. <laughs> okay. And I said, um, look, I, I think I emailed the people because I get a lot of emails from people who love the show and they'll go, hey, I like this, I like yeah. that. And I sent a message to or I put on Facebook. I was like, look, I'm going to do this. If you, if you value the show, I want to make it my job. I put, my, I put a goal of minimum mm. wage, which in France is – it's about 1500 US dollars, something mm. like that. I was like, that's all I want. Mm. I just want to call it a job. That's my goal. 
Yeah. And I'm going to talk about it until I get there. Not yeah. intrusively, but I was like, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want to get out of this. And I'd say at the end of every episode, sign up. I gave some bonuses like videos or extra yeah. episodes and stuff like that. And um, people responded. And I got yeah. to that. I wish I could remember how long it takes took, but maybe I'd say nine months to a year maybe yeah. it built up. So in the meantime, I had other ways that I was earning money. Like I was um, doing occasionally tours around Paris mm. and stuff for people that would email like to mm. do tours. But I was, I was broke and I was mm. broke a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it was just building up as I went along. Wow. And then I got to minimum wage and then it felt weird to ask for any more money because I was like, I've got a job now. But then I, uh, then I just sort of changed it a bit. That I was, I want to make it better. I'd like to hire people, or yeah, yeah. you know, like it's it's expensive to live here. Yeah, of course. You know? And you eventually you're like, well, minimum wage is great, but let's see where we can take this. You know, I can do better things. You know, I could, yeah. you know, hire a cool studio space or have a like the book launch I did. You know, I can afford to put on the drinks or put on the food or whatever like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, so people get it. I think, and especially in America, people understand the concept of. Uh, supporting something that they like yeah and even online like newspapers and stuff people are getting pretty savvy to the idea that content uh, is worth money yeah whereas when the internet sort of came along everyone's like well why should i pay for the news from the you know but it's changed it's going to change a lot too i think yeah a lot fascinating yeah it is pretty interesting yeah it's trying to stay up with the curve or ahead of it yeah yeah ideally ahead of it i'm happy with being on the wave <laughs> riding the wave all right, so the the Patreon has been um, a, a major part of your path to monetizing the podcast, and I think you've uh, also worked with sponsors. Yep. Yeah, so that's another way. Yep, had a couple sponsors, and they're pretty good. The thing, the thing that I haven't figured out about sponsorship and Patreon is I think people, uh, I'm not getting any big bucks from sponsorship. Mm. Like, you'd have to get Coca-Cola yeah. or whatever, I think, to get really big bucks. But I think it's also a bit harmful to a podcast with patreon because i don't know about you but people might be like why should i sign up if you've got if you mm, they might feel like they're paying twice yeah mm. you know so it's it's and that was a real struggle for me toggling what is valuable to mm. for a membership i don't know mm. like some people just love the show and will pay just so it exists yeah. and other people are like hang on i want that bonus stuff and i'm only here for the bonus yeah, yeah people are very different on that so you have to find a way to please both of them yeah, because you can't just go. Well, some people will pay for nothing. Yeah, and you can't go. Well, everyone needs the content. You have to find the middle ground. But uh, the sponsorships are good for, um, you know, like the brand could help you grow, or you could help yeah. the brand brand grow. And I, mm. I, I really dig the whole community thing. People mm. helping each other. Mm. And there's a weird thing, especially in Paris. I don't know if it's the same yeah, in yeah. therapy, but I imagine that there's a lot of uh, competition. Mm. People who don't want to yeah, help other course. people, and it's like, come on, wait, like, yeah. I mean, maybe it's different for if you're two therapists in one town. I guess that you'd struggle to find yeah. other clients and stuff. But in Paris, with podcasts or blogs or tour guides or whatever, there's so many people coming yeah, through here. You'd be mad to everyone. Should be helping each other. I think. It's, yeah. I think all these uh, expat battles that I hear yeah, about, yeah. Like, you're crazy. Just get on with it. I think your spirit of collaboration probably has something to do with your success as well. Well, maybe. I hope so because I'm going to keep I doing think it. So <laughs> yeah, Oliver, this has been wonderful. Um, Anything else that we can extract from you uh, in terms of um, how you have um, become successful in growing your audience and turning podcasting into a full-time job? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I sort of touched on it before, but I think it's really important, hugely important that you don't just look at, if you want to get into podcasting, don't just look at some podcaster and say, hang on, 
he makes five thousand euros or yeah. five thousand dollars through Patreon or sponsorship, yeah. and all he does is talk into the microphone for half an hour a week. Yeah. I could do that. Uh, it's half an hour of work a week. Yeah, uh, it's not. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more to it. Uh, so be prepared. It is a full time job for a reason. Yeah, it's a job. It's a lot of work. Just getting a guest can take. Just getting one guest can take. You know days of work mm. like hours and hours and hours of work mm. and then maybe it'll never even happen mm. you know there's a lot going on behind the scenes so if you're thinking to get into it yeah think hard about it yeah and if it's uh, and like you said at the start of the episode a side hustle it, as a side job or a hobby it's a it's a really fun thing yeah, yeah. and it's cool and you should do it for that yeah not to get rich sure and uh, if you do a good one then you can start thinking about yeah. the next step but don't no one should ever get into podcasting. The only people who should get into podcasting with hope of making money are people like David Letterman, yeah, or or Oprah Winfrey, sure, like because the, they'll it'll work. Yeah, because yeah. they could tomorrow before they press publish on their first episode could have it sponsored by anyone. It yeah, doesn't matter. It'd be massive. The rest of us can't. Yeah. So build, um, you know, build it and then figure it out. Yeah. Don't get into it for the money. Love it. Yeah. Alvar, this has been this has been wonderful. Thanks for having Action me. Action-packed and really fun to hear your story kind of from, from the start with podcasting. So I learned a lot and I'm sure my audience learned a lot. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. Um, Oliver, where can people find out more about you or get in touch or whatever they want, whatever you want them to do next? Well, I know that your people are <laughs> podcast people. Uh, so yes, the easiest thing is just, just when you finish listening to all your episodes from John, when you're definitely done, you know, go and listen to another episode first if you want. But then check out the Earful Tower, E-A-R-F-U-L Tower. It's a play on words. Love it. Like the Eiffel Tower, you know? Got it. For your ears. <laughs> Go and subscribe to it. That's how podcasts, that's another thing. If you make a podcast, tell people to subscribe. Yeah. That's the best way for anything to grow. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe listen to an episode. There you and go. Get in touch when you come to Paris. Yeah. Easy go. enough. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Oliver G from the Earful Tower podcast. Uh, we'll put links to everything in the show notes and everything as usual. Oliver, my friend, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, John. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Sometimes you have to just throw a mate in there when you're talking to an Australian, even if it really gets under Oliver's skin and is a little bit offensive. Um, that's okay. I hope you enjoyed the show as always. Um, and you know your homework. It's to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening, um, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher or now even on Spotify. Also share your favorite episode with a friend or two. And don't forget to check out our friends at Spruce Health and uh, the special offer they're giving our listeners. That's PPW20, the code PPW20 for 20% off at checkout. What's not to love about that? Otherwise, I hope you have a good week. I'll see you here, same time, same place next week. Take care of yourselves and see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.